Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Tuned Into Tennis on the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm your host, Miles David, here to bring you the latest from the world of professional tennis with some colorful commentary and audacious analysis about the sport. The show today is a shorter one because of some technical difficulties on my end, but fear not, a very, very important section of my conversation with Valdez, a huge tennis fan currently in Melbourne for the Australian Open, was not completely lost. We ended up having a pretty significant conversation about ATP player from Germany, Alexander Zverev, who, as I speak to you, is probably somewhere on the grounds in Australia preparing for his semifinal match. For years now, credible allegations and charges of domestic violence have loomed over his head and the sports head in such an ugly way. I'll be linking an article to help you digest a little bit more of just how weirdly handled and almost swept under the rug this whole issue has been. In my opinion, if Zverev looked less like Roger Federer and more like, let's say, Ray Rice, who played in the NFL, this whole entire situation would be handled much differently. But I digress. So without further musings from me, let's get into our conversation about Alexander Zverev and his hands that he cannot seem to keep to himself. Uh, hey, we're not complaining about short shorts, though. We like here at Tuned Into Tennis, we want the end scene to be as high as you feel comfortable, okay? We support it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe not a high end scene in this player I'm going to segue to, but definitely high drama and... Um, a highly sticky situation with Alexander Zverev because it's been released that he is going to be taking his accusations, his second accusations of domestic violence against one of his, this is a, this is a really damper segue, but it is what it is. It's tennis news. Um, he has uh, said that he's going to take his second accusation in Germany to trial. So that'll be later on this year in May. But he is still competing on the ATP tour. There's been a lot of pushback. I'm not sure how much of it is reaching the people that actually can make the calls. But there's been a lot of social media pushback, especially because he's been featured in a in an episode of the new season of Breakpoint on Netflix. Breakpoint. and. Yeah, that in combination with these latest headlines that he's going to be taking this to trial. He's had now two accusations of domestic violence and against his, his significant other, especially one against the mother of his child, who doesn't really even want to uh, co-parent for such a young child, which is kind of a red flag to me. And then also the second accusation is not great as, at all. He's, of course, uh, denying the claims, but... Unfortunately, this has been a saga since 2020 with two different women uh, accusing him of the same thing. And a little bit of this reeks of where there's smoke, there's fire. And I don't know about you. I don't know about any other sports that you really uh, pay close attention to like tennis. But doesn't it feel like tennis is way too far removed from doing active things in this situation in comparison to what may what it may look like if this was a basketball player soccer player football player having to deal with these same very public accusations and now trial do you think that they would be freely being able to compete i think it's it's a i think it's a situation with Zarev and and it just encapsulates sort of the fragmented sort of tennis sort of governing bodies if you think about all the current debate around 
where tennis goes from a sponsorship and player advocacy and tournament rights and player rights. And there's just so much debate, but because the, the tours and sort of the leading bodies are so fragmented, it's, it's very difficult to come into a consensus in terms of policies. And, and don't get me wrong. I love that the sport is international. I love that there are so many players at the table and I love that there's diversity and thought and sort of inclusion at the same time. It's, it's, it's difficult for me to understand why and how this situation has not been addressed in most other sports. If there is a, such a cloud that's been hanging over someone for such a long time, they would have at least, um, at least at the very least sort of put some sort of preventive measures or given some sort of warning or at least remove them from some of the tournaments. And I'm not saying that any of these measures should be taken, but I'm just saying there's no, there's no forward thinking acknowledgement or sort of a serious condemnation of what is are pretty hefty allegations. And, and even the responses from the players um, who were asked in press conferences yesterday, it seems like they've been brief to say no comment in, in one, in one way or another. We're talking about Cam, Cam Nori, Rude, um, who are Dimitrov, Dimitrov, all of them um, swerved and said, I have nothing, I know nothing about this. When in actuality, and, and, this is not new. <laughs> and, 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 and don't get me wrong, it's a very heavy question to to put on an, an, a player when they, mm-hmm. it's not, and I don't, but Iga had a more level-headed, they, for some reason they asked Iga of all the one players, and Iga mm-hmm. condemned it in, in no uncertain terms and put the onus on the ATP to sort of address these these uh, concerns. And what makes the question even more sticky is that Zarif is on the player council, and he was asked about... Um, he was asked about um, about the fact that he has his allegations and he's still on the player council. And he said, um, and he said, newly elected to the player council, like newly, like yeah, freshly so. elected in the top of the year with all of these yeah. allegations looming. Not, not great stuff from the ATP in that. No, regard. not good at all. Not good at all. I, um, I don't, yeah. I don't, I, I do see the, angle of waiting to have due process and seeing what the outcome of these allegations or not the outcome of the allegations, the outcome of the trial looks like, but it does not set a great precedent that not only this Zverev is not the only guy on the ATP that has had allegations and legitimate trial and court time looming over their head. In addition to being a professional tennis player, when it relates yes. to domestic d- domestic violence against their partners, he's not the only one. He's just the one that's been in the top 10 the longest. So he gets the most headlines from it. Right. The ATP has yeah. done next to nothing for anybody. For for the players that are that have been accused of domestic violence that are outside the top 100, barely inside the top 100, or in the top 10 like Zverev, no one has gotten a condemnation, as you say, that this is something that we will not support if you are going to be a member of the Association of Tennis Professionals and and be an ambassador for our organization. Not. I understand that there's this element that you're an independent contractor. You are, but when you go on that court. 
there's an organization. There are people that are providing you with that space. So it's a two-way street. It's not like you're just a professional tennis player in this bubble. There's an association of people that are working day in and day, day out to provide you with this tour you get to go on. It's not easy going from Australia to Shanghai to Indian Wells. Like it's it's hard, but you're representing something bigger than yourself. And why would exactly. that why would that thing want to be associated with something as ugly as domestic violence? And now that they're being associated with it by one of their players that they push as like a prominent player on the ATP tour, they're not saying anything. And that couldn't be a worse look. It's like this big elephant in the room that they clearly know is there, but they're not providing any kind of clarity or anything about it. And it's like, for such an for an association that's that comes across as so well oiled in almost every other facet, why is there nothing in place or beginning to be put in place for something as ugly as this? That's the thing that is really um, discouraging. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I mean, we can we could go on and on on about this, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's at this point we, it's almost like we're just going to have to throw our heads in the air. <laughs> I'd be like, well, what- and keep our hands to ourselves. Keep our hands to ourselves because that is the lesson in all of this. Oh like, dear, my, oh my goodness. <laughs> keep your hands to yourself. Oh. Like no matter, no matter, no matter if you are top oh, ten in the man. world, top one hundred, top one, top what, what, whatever it is that you do in your profession, it is not a great look to have allegations of something so ugly and intimate come t- come to fruition, and then it just stay out there. Like there needs to be a resolution for, for anybody else with a nine to five job, there'd be a resolution by now. Yeah. How how long has this been? How long has this been? It was, it was reported that he, that he was abusive on it. He was, it was reported that he was abusive to his ex-girlfriend that he shares a child with on ATP sanctioned tournament, uh, grounds way back in 2020. Like it wasn't that it was necessarily a personal incident that happened in his own home. Like there were incidences where he was abusive to his girlfriend that he traveled with in the hotel that he stayed with while being at a tournament. Like that's why the ATP not being involved in saying something is the part that's really awkward because it would, it would be equally as equally as ugly if he was allegedly doing these things off the road or in his personal time, but he's doing this kind of stuff when there's lights, camera action around at the tournaments he's competing in. And that is uh, brazen for him to do that. And for him to still be competing, making money, making sponsorship dollars, gaining new traction on the ATP tour and becoming a, and, and, be, a, and a being voice. promoted as, as, yeah. being promoted as the golden boy on Netflix. And yeah, it's, it's like, it's, what, what person what person has these allegations looming over them and still kind of fails upward like that's what he feels like he's doing he, he's kind of gaining more traction as a as a celebrity athlete from the from the uh, allegations and that's not and, and that's not the message they want to send the sad thing about it is i actually i like lots of things about Zarev's game and yeah. just but <laughs> but but just because of everything that has gone down the last three, four years, I just, it's, I, it's hard for me to root for him against anybody, if I'm being honest. Um, it is. For him. It, so, and so that's just where we are right now. So. 
Well, let's 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 end this on a cheerful note and talk about some of the players that are actually live and in action right now as we speak that are okay. easier to cheer for. We have Alex Demonor on Rod Laver Arena. He's now up two sets to love against Matteo Arnaldi in the driver's seat. Coco Goff is up a uh, up a break early in the first set against Caroline Dolahide. I will be going to that match as soon as we wrap up here. Uh, Fernandez, Layla Fernandez and Alicia Parks are in their first set. Leila Fernandez is up 5-2. Uh, Barbora Krajcikova, okay. former French Open champion, is up 4-1 in her first set. Amanda Anisimova is up 5-2 in her first set. Wow, there's some good matches happening right now. Okay. No, yeah. lots of great matches. Yeah. So I need for you to go out back into the grounds of Melbourne Park and catch some <laughs> of these matches. <laughs> I'm actually, uh, that's what I'm going to do right now. I need to, uh, first of all, what do you mean to do? To shower and put on some nice clothes and go to Melbourne Park and yeah, it's not is too hot the, today. So. Is that the environment? Is the environment? Um, how do people walk around in Melbourne Park? Like, are are people athletic? Are they like shipping champagne? What what's the vibe? What's it, the vibe? It, it 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 depends. I like I like to be a bit more dressy, so I put on like if I. Some people will put on like nice dresses, but most people put on nice sneakers because they know you're going to be walking. You're not going to be putting mm-hmm. on some dress shoes out there because you're going to be walking a lot. And mm-hmm. generally, you're not going to see someone with like a suit like you would see at Wimbledon or something like that or a full on suit because it's it's hot and it's summer <laughs> and it's a bubbly and and people want to be free. And um, mm-hmm. so it's not as upside as that. But people people dress up, especially for the night sessions. People, people were looking spiffy last night. Okay, yeah, it's it's on my bucket list, and I am I am uh, happy to be living vicariously through you uh, since you're at Melbourne right now, and I will definitely be keeping tabs on these these behind the scene footages that you're putting on Instagram because you're there for the long. Yeah, haul, no, right? I, I'm here for the whole whole time. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for the whole time. That is amazing, yeah. and I am jealous of your uh, your job for allowing you such wonderful PTO. <laughs> no, I'm I'm actually I'm actually working remotely. So uh I've been oh, waking that's up at, awesome. I've been waking up at like four AM and working for like four or five hours every most days. So you have a whole system to this the, the, I, the madness. <laughs> yeah. I'm uh, it's it's been uh, a lot of madness and a lot of a lot of finessing to be honest. Um Well yeah. uh, finessing in the name of watching tennis is a finesse I can get jiggy with, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah. All right, my friend. Um, this is this has Miles, definitely been a fun chat for sure. No, no, it's it's always a pleasure. And um, just before you go, what do you expect from the rest of the tournament? I'm getting the vibe. What are your what are your what are your hopes? What are your hopes for the rest of the tournament? My oh, don't put me on the spot like this. Well, it's okay. It's a podcast. I have to say my opinion. My hope is that we get. A new winner on the ATP side that's last name does not rhyme with Djokovic or is Djokovic. And my hope on the women's side is that if we don't get a uh, a, a really solid winner that's already in the top five seeding, like that actually, you know, we, we saw this coming and this is another step in their road to greatness. We get a fun run from someone that um, makes it memorable. 
That's always my goal is that I want these slams to be memorable, especially in the later rounds where it, where the tension is really high. Like, give me a great semifinal, quarterfinal, final matchup. That's what I'm hoping for. And so far, yeah. the so far on the men's side, these matches have been pretty interesting because people are the the, the top seeds have been um, getting pushed. So, yeah, they've been pushed, I'm hoping, but hoping they've, been stuff. they've been resistant. So, yes. And then speaking yeah. of resistance, I'm interested to see how Alexi Poprin, uh, I believe Alexi Poprin, he's an, he's Australian, but I'm not sure where in Australia he's from. I'm going to guess Adelaide or Sydney. I think there is a, I think he's a, he's a, there's a, there's a stop on the tour where he is from his home, uh, country or home city in, in this country. He's from Sydney. He's from Sydney. He's from Sydney. Sydney. Okay. Got it. I'm glad we found yeah. that. Um, he plays Novak Djokovic on the night session uh, in Melbourne. Are you going to that one? No, I'm not going tonight. Um, I I'm I'm a Carlos night guy. I'm a, I'm a Carlos, Carlos at night. I, hey, I can't I can't blame you for that. I mean, Alexi Poprin swings big on the forehand, has a great serve. Djokovic, of course, is a great returner and can you know do whatever anybody, he wants. Do whatever he wants. But I'm hoping that that match is competitive and we see more chinks in the Djokovic armor in Australia because, honestly, it is getting boring to just, you know, write his name into the next round you know, each and every time. I know, to be honest with you, as much as I I, I, I don't like Djokovic, <laughs> as in, like, I no, I, I, I don't like him to continue winning. Mm-hmm. I do love Djokovic's game and I do love his consistency. I do love what he brings. And I know Fair that enough. once he once he leaves, um, he'll he'll create a vacuum on the tour because like no one like who is who who is the closest thing to Djokovic we have like Mister Consistency, Mister Perfect. There's no yeah. one. Luna yeah. isn't there. Sinner isn't I'm, there. Akira I'm interested is not in that. I'm interested in what that post Novak world looks like though because it's going to be so much more invigorating in my mind to get to the grand no, slams so, and have no idea who's going to win, you know? I, I, I'm not, I'm not necessarily even interested in the post Novak, where I'm interested in like, like this period where it's like, where, where things start to shake or where he starts mm. to lose mm. with the ground, you know, when like, who's, like, who's going to be the person that makes with, the final stump and like, you know, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. With, with the, the ground, ground, when the ground, you know, when Serena started losing post baby and like things started yeah. to shift. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like Serena, and so like the, the ground was. I want to see how the ground, the ground starts shifting, and like oh, and Car- Carlos has already put some cracks out there. Yeah. So we just need a couple more people to start stumping and see what happens if we get an earthquake. Exactly, and uh, <laughs> knock Djokovic off the throne. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. I. I. No. I, I'm going to. I'm going to miss Djokovic. If I'm being honest, like I. I. When it comes to perfection as a game, like someone who is so metronomic from like all the shots, knows what to do, doesn't crack under pressure, I think he brings it. And I love Carlos as well, but Carlos is a completely different energy than mm-hmm. Djokovic. And and I think and I, I I don't know who will who will be the Djokovic because Sinner is very different, um, and Runa is uh, I mean. You know what Runa there's, is. There's, there's <laughs> names. We just have to keep our eye on this Australian Open to see if any but of them... How, how, how about that 18-year-old who, who brought it to Novak? Maybe he's the one. <laughs> Prismich. Prismich, yeah. Prismich, but he, yes. he ultimately lost. And we got somebody has to walk up to the to the net as the winner one of these days in Australia. 
to, to, to start to start that massive crack that that uh we want to see in the Djokovic armor. So yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll keep an, we'll keep an eye on that, and we'll keep an eye on the rest of the Australian Open. This has been a fun episode. Uh, I'll I'll actually go to the grounds tonight, but I, I don't have tickets for to, uh for uh Rod Labor tonight. But I'll go to the grounds, so I'll be able to we'll see us- what's going on there. Keep us posted. Post some stuff on Instagram and Twitter and tell everybody again where they can follow you before we get out of here. Um, at Val Chief on Instagram, uh, V-A-L-C-H-I-E-F. And I was going to give my Twitter handle, but I actually don't know my Twitter handle right now. So. <laughs> I'll, put it, I'll, put it in the sh- I'll put it in the show notes. I'll find it. I'll find it. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Until next episode, take care, guys, and keep enjoying the Australian Open. Thanks, emails. Enjoy the tournament, and um, it's sunny again. I don't show you. It is. Play is play is back up and running. So we got to get to the to the ESPN vibes. Yeah, I can. Okay. <laughs> okay.